0: We are excited uh, today to have uh, a guest with us, Michael Mead. Uh, we're going to talk about a big topic in our society in, in the U.S., which is student debt. And uh, Michael is an expert on this and has done a lot of research. And um, we just want to uh, pick his brain today and, and get some ideas on not only how to get out of it if you have it, but also maybe even how to avoid it in the first place. Michael, welcome.
1: Yeah, Christian, it's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. As always, we have uh, our dear friend, uh, Craig Hood.
0: How are you doing today, Craig? Doing great. And I'm so excited, Michael, that you're joining us.
2: I, I was just thinking back to I've known you since you were in junior high. And so to the people who are listening wow. to us, I've watched Michael really take hold of this, both from a, you know, a spiritual standpoint, but a very practical standpoint. You know what you're talking about experientially as well as like Christian was saying with your research.
0: I'm excited to hear what you're gonna say. Michael, tell us a little bit about how you got to this place uh, today in life.
1: Yeah, you know, to keep it relatively brief, um, I went through high school and I didn't have a really clear plan for what I wanted to do professionally, what I wanted to pursue in education. And so I did what most people around me were doing, which was I just went to college. Um, I applied to a few, got into one, and started going without really a clear purpose and associated with that came quite a few uh, student loans. I ended up graduating with $32,000 of student loan debt and you know my college experience was good and helpful but if I'm being honest uh, that was a pretty aimless way to accumulate so much debt and it wasn't until after I graduated that I realized how much of a problem I had and that's when I started to get more serious about uh, getting rid of them. And throughout that journey met my wife, Kimberly. We've been married now for six years and have a 15 month old son who's a part of our story now. So um, that's kind of how, how we got here and a little bit about us today.
0: Wonderful, uh, $32,000 in student debt. Um, it sounds like a lot, but but from the little I know about the statistics of student debt in, US, uh, in the US, that's not really a lot, though, compared to what a lot of people end up with. Isn't that correct,
1: Michael? Yeah, it is. And it's it's actually really tragic that what you just said is true. Christian, um, you know, what I've seen, I graduated college in 2013. And even in the last eight or nine years, it has significantly increased. Um, and I also had the favor of my parents covering half of my college tuition. So they paid for 50 percent. So it, it had I been on the hook for the whole thing myself, like some people are, that number would have been sixty four thousand. Um, so, it, yeah. And even that it, it, I've seen six figures and, and beyond, depending on the type of school and education people get.
0: Is it true? I, I heard somebody mention that student debt is the only kind of or one of the only kind of debts that you cannot uh, bankrupt yourself out of. You can't declare bankruptcy to get out of it. Is that true?
1: Yeah, if it's a federal loan, that is my understanding is you you cannot bankrupt your way out of it and it's something you're liable to repay.
0: So in a, in a sad way, it, it is the gift that keeps on giving as long as it's with you.
1: <laughs> well, and you know what's really tragic, Christian, is if, if oftentimes the way repayment plans are structured is if you make the minimum payment, your loan balance will actually increase because the interest you owe on the money borrowed that interest accumulation is greater than your minimum payment, and so a lot of wow, that, that's consum- scary. It, it, to me, it's almost criminal. If I'm being completely honest, yeah. Uh, but there's people, good, good, hardworking people that are making, you know, their $200, 300 three hundred dollar payment, thinking they're digging out of a hole, and the hole just keeps getting bigger, and that that's a problem.
2: Yeah, if I can jump in, the word is predatory. Yeah, it is truly a predatory system. Now, we're not going to fix the system today, but I'll tell you, and Christian, and I've talked about this too. I want to just let everybody know this will set you up real well, too, Ma- to Michael. The Bible talks about planning. So even though the system is broken and needs to be co- fixed, listen to what God's words. So this is Proverbs 21 5 says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. See, Michael, you are a diligent guy. And even before we had a thought about doing a podcast, I remember hearing you talk about. How you worked your way out of debt, and the principles will work for any size loan, but this one in particular. That's right.
0: I, I wanted to start right there with a good plan, um, a, a God-inspired good plan. Let's let's start before the student debt even happens. With mm-hmm. how, how do you avoid getting into this? And 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 I, I was intrigued by one one of the things you mentioned, just how you weren't really focused when you went to college, you didn't really have a, a clear plan. It sounds like almost academically and for your finances. What what are some, is that one of the keys to actually get in trouble with not having a plan in the first place?
1: Yeah, you know, I I personally I think we put a little too much burden on 18 year olds to have their life put together. (laughs) I would like to see a little more grace there. And Craig, I know one of your titles is Dr. Craig Hood. And so I don't intend to uh, take away from formal education, I believe in formal education but I do think as a society, the college route doesn't always make sense for everyone. And it especially doesn't make sense immediately following high school. So that would be the first question I would start with is do I actually need to go to school? And the answer could most certainly be yes, but in some cases, Maybe it doesn't make sense. Maybe there's a different career path where you need to get a certification in coding computer software, for example, because I know for a fact, Google, Facebook, Apple, a lot of these businesses, they care more about a $1,000 coding certification than they do about a four-year diploma. And so just realizing that it's not the way, in America, I think for so long, it has felt like going to college is the de facto next step after graduating high school. And that just doesn't always have to be true. So, that
2: no, in fact, have you seen?
1: I saw this the other day. The that Walmart, I think
2: the average truck driver salary now is $110,000. Yeah, or at least that's a starting point. So, and I know it, you know, the work that I've I also do at Company of Hope. We, you know, we talk about how our truck drivers we have a lot that are volunteer, but we have something we pay,
0: and you can make really good money mm-hmm. driving a truck. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Michael's totally right. I, I would say for somebody that um, uh, grew up in Denmark, uh, which is my story and moved to the U.S. at 25, I have noticed uh, it, it's at least in certain circles that that the idea that you have to go away, like just the idea that you have to kind of move away and for four years have this quote unquote college experience that that uh, especially to a foreigner like me, often oddly enough, has to do with so many other things that uh, then than academics, Mm -hmm. uh, the the, the, the whole sports program and all the costs that's involved with that or potential uh, grants and discounts. But um, it is definitely very uh, heavily, a a very heavy push towards uh, to to make anything of yourself. You have to have a college degree. I know that that I was, when I came out of high school, looking back, I was definitely not ready, Uh, not even close. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I'm glad I wasn't in a system where I ended up a generating so much debt uh, by just kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life yeah
1: well and, and if I could even speak to maybe there's you know a young student who's not quite sure they're leaning towards college I think we should really encourage and push the community college route as the next step if you're unsure about what you want next you can go to community college work part time um, Craig I know your son Kyle did that he, he was getting some of those early credits in a community college while he was piecing together what was next. And from my view, that worked out really well for him. And community college, you, get, you can get a great quality education for those entry-level courses at a fraction of the cost of these big schools that, Christian, you're kind of alluding to. You're often paying for the college football program more than the education you're receiving. And as a consumer, like I, I'm not okay with that. Uh, that. There's other ways to get an education.
2: Well, not only that, but in some states like Missouri, if you do the right kind of high school program, Mm -hmm. you can actually qualify where your first year is going to be paid for free in a community college context. So I I don't, I know we could eventually have people listening to us from all over the U S so I don't want to say that that's an absolute, but like Michael's saying, start doing some research, look for some options. You might be surprised at what's available.
1: That's right.
0: I love, I love community college. That's that's the route I went. I actually, even when I found out what four-year college I was going to end up, this was later in my career. I, I had gotten married. I had a job here at Calvary Church as a music pastor. It feels like another life, but, yeah, it was it was a few years ago. But I ended up going to a couple of different community colleges, and even after I found the four-year college I would go to, I would call them every, like, three to six months and say, hey, on this transfer guide, uh, can I take this class at the community college for a fraction of the, I didn't usually say fraction of the price, but that was <laughs> applied and then transferred. So I made sure that I wasn't taking classes that I couldn't transfer for. And I ended up only having to take about 37 to 40 credits out of the, it's usually about 128 credits that you have to take for bachelor's at this four-year school. And that was their minimum for them to, to put their, their name on it. But that was, one way for me to save an enormous amount of money on a degree over here
1: yeah that's a great way to piece it together and that's something i wish was more common practice among students and the other thing christian unfortunately i didn't learn this until after i graduated but so many schools have a lot of scholarship money available and you just have to apply for it and there's different ways you can connect with someone at the campus and just get some awareness and most of these pro- you know it might be a $1000 scholarship here a uh, 1500 thousand scholarship there and people don't know about it so the competition pool is very small oftentimes if you apply you are very likely to receive some monetary compensation through scholarships it doesn't in in my mind i had to have a full ride as an academic or athletic route i didn't realize there was so much scholarship money available in smaller chunks that really do add up You just have the discipline to go find them and apply for them.